Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, the infamous Peter. I'm your... What? <laughs> I'm your co-host, Phoenix. And today we're reviewing the 1986 uh, comedy western, The Three Amigos. It's directed by John Landis. It stars Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Martin Short, and Patrice... Martinez. Martinez. <laughs> Three unemployed actors accept an invitation to a Mexican village to replay their bandit fighter roles, unaware that is the real thing. All right, let's get it. Okay, the three amigos. Um, the parental guidance. Well, this is rated PG, and that's well. So, so basically, it's it's. I think it's suitable for all ages, really. Um, there, the, the the language is pretty mild. I know they um, they say some mild bad words, um, and the violence. You know, there's shooting. There's probably some deaths, but they're not violent. Um, I mean, that, that's pretty much it, right? I can't think of any other. I mean, it's PG, so mm-hmm. yeah. So the content, it's uh, you know, it's suitable for all ages. Um, now the history with uh, this is uh, this movie. I grew up watching when I was younger, but as I got older, I didn't watch it as much. Um, we didn't have to go looking for this movie because I do own it, and it's uh, you know I don't, don't want to say anything quite yet, but it, it's definitely not uh, how I remembered it. Uh, but I, I still enjoyed it uh, watching it this way through. Uh, but John Landis, the director, does that ring a bell at all? Nope. He directed the second movie we reviewed, Coming to America. Hmm. So that came out in, what, I want to say, 88. So this is just a couple years uh, prior to this. Uh, but what about uh, the guys who played the three Migos? You you know any of them? Only Steve Martin. That's uh, it? Yeah, he's the only one I can remember out of all of them. Let's, let's, let's go over their names. Uh, Steve Martin plays Lucky Day. And uh, Chevy Chase is Dusty Bottoms. You don't know Chevy Chase? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, and Martin Short plays uh, Ned. Ned's actor named uh, Short. Uh, Martin Short. Yeah. Martin Short. That sounds familiar, but I can't place it anywhere. He was in Inner Space. That's right. Yeah, he played <laughs> Jack. Uh, and then uh, it, when we did Inner Space, I also had mentioned he was in the third Santa Claus movie. Ah, uh, uh, Jack Frost. Jack Frost, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's who he is. Um I I really liked him when I was little too. He was in he was in his other movie. I, I I don't I don't think we'll ever review it, but he was in a movie called Clifford where he plays like a 10-year-old kid and a big red dog. No, well that's Clifford the dog. Uh, that's cartoon, but um this one was a comedy and uh he was on his knees most of the time, you know, to to you know, portray like a little kid. And when they show him from behind like a uh, full body length, they they would actually have a stand-in and you know, and not show his face. It was kind of a weird movie, but I, th- I thought it was just really funny watching him play, uh, you know, uh, a, a child, basically. Um, yeah, I, I guess we'll just go ahead and uh, get into the review. Uh, the opening, we see the three amigos. They're riding on their horses, and um, basically, it's just a little introduction, and they're singing the theme song. Um, pretty pretty brief, really. I didn't remember that um, at the end of the song, they're holding this note quite long. Um, I read somewhere that it was actually a 14-second song. You catch that, the long note that they sang? No, I did not. It was kind of a high note, and, and they held it for 14 seconds. And, and I just I thought that was funny because I don't remember that. Um, but uh, we get a little low text saying that it's 1912. 
in Mexico. A, we see a Hispanic woman and a boy uh, by the name of Carmen and Rodrigo. Um, they are in in some town. I don't think we learned the name of this particular town, right? I don't think so, no. Okay. Not ever. Yeah. They, so uh, we find out that they come from a village called uh, uh, Santo Santa Poco. Santa Poco. Yeah, and yeah. so they go inside this cantina, uh, cantina uh, and they're searching for help. Apparently, there's this uh, bad guy by the name of El Guapo who uh, terrorizes their town. Um, you took Spanish last year, didn't you? Yes, I did. Did you? Do you take it this year? No. Uh, do you know what El Guapo means? Not at the top of my head, no. Uh, it means like handsome one. <laughs> uh, to a certain extent, it, it could also be uh, translated as a ladies' man. <laughs> do you think he is? No, not at all. <laughs> um, but uh, now this was kind of weird because um, Carmen she tells Rodrigo. Um, oh well, inside the can cantina, they, she she kind of pleads her case. You know, she she kind of makes this little announcement that she's looking for some some help. Right, basically, she wants uh, some hired guns to come to the village to protect them from El Guapo, uh, which this man he volunteers, but he was kind of kind of a jerk about it. Right, he was. I don't know how do you say. Um, he was entertaining the thought, but he wasn't serious about it. You know, he he basically tried to uh, be sleazy. Yeah, he he was a sleazeball. Um, uh, that's a good description of him. He he was he wasn't very nice. Uh, kind of uh, was joking uh, about helping them out, but you know they they leave, and she tells Rodrigo to to not fret. You know that the Holy Mother. Uh, would help them now, and then the bell, <laughs> the bell at the church rings. Uh, so they think that's a sign. They go inside this church where they happen to be playing uh, a black and white film. So around this time, there was obviously no dialogue yet. They had to show it, um, you know, the the, the 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 dialogue card, right? So you'd mm. see the images of, of the uh, of film, and then they'll show the the subtitles, uh, basically. And so I I. I I guess it's easy to assume that this country, uh, this village, I mean, let alone Mexico, is so poor uh, that, I don't know, I guess they kind of believed what they saw on screen, right? Mm -hmm. So Carmen and Rodrigo, they see the three amigos, uh, you know, acting out this, you know, um, scene of heroism where they are protecting a town where they get paid. And um, did you have any thoughts on the uh, on the black and white film? I mean, I, you you've seen probably very little Charlie Chaplin, right? I've yeah, well, I've seen enough to know what it is and everything about it. Well, not everything about it, but I do know that this is 1912. So you know, not not very much things are hard to not believe in. So that that kind of goes on a while because uh, I I think it's kind of funny too because like uh, um, going back and watching this and watching. What Carmen and Rodrigo were seeing in the church, that they're basically showing us the end of the movie. Well, kinda. It, it, I mean, not not uh, what exactly happens at the end of the movie, but basically what will happen. So Carmen gets the idea to um, write uh, write to the three amigos, basically requesting for their assistance. Uh, so they go to um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's Western Union or, but they go to this guy to send a telegraph, and they have this long, drawn out um, telegram to send, and then they're unable to afford it, so the t 
telegrapher, he has to kind of shorten down, um, you know, their message. And I kind of like this too because there's this joke about the word uh, infamous, El Guapo. <laughs> and Carmen Rodrigo, they didn't quite understand what that word meant. And the guy tells them, well, you, you know, it's basically everything you said. You know, he's he's evil, he's murderous, uh, and, and all these things. Uh, and Carmen, they... Um, in the telegram, they are offering a hundred thousand, hundred thousand, yeah, hundred thousand, yeah. hundred thousand pesos uh, for them to to come to come put on a show of heroism and all these things. So the telegrapher he cuts it down to basically where it says, "Come to our town to put on a show. We'll give you a hundred thousand pesos." Uh, so um, the three amigos they're not so bright. Uh, the next scene we get. Uh, let me see here. They they are in front of uh, Mr. Flugelman, who is some kind of, um, I guess, executive for the uh, film company that they uh, work for. And I guess they want to make a picture. Uh, no, he wants to make a new picture, right? And he's not going to pay them or mm-hmm. not pay them enough? Probably that uh, he hasn't been paying them at all and they want to they get a raise. Yeah, because um, D- uh, Lucky, he mentions that they... They are, you know, they want to turn down this because they want to get paid real money, amigo money. Mm. Did you catch that amigo money? Friend, friendly money. Well, okay, yeah, I see what you mean because yeah, amigo means friend, obviously. But I, I, when I heard that, I was like, amigo money. Now, the the is he trying to say that? Um, you know, use that as an adjective, as in they make a lot of money, right? Because they're big stars, and so they want to get paid amigo money, like the money that they usually make. I don't really know what he meant by that. I thought he just meant like friendly money. Yeah, friendly money or money that they would get from making more amigo movies. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it looks like they weren't going to really get paid. Uh, but along with Mister Flugelman here, uh, who is actually played by Joe Montana, did you, did you recognize this this man? I did you ever see Baby's Day Out? No, not yet. Okay. Wait, I saw a portion of it on TV once, but... Yeah, he's one of the bad guys. Um, okay. So if you saw that, that's where you might recognize him from. But uh, you and I, we discussed this during the movie, but he also had two other uh, guys that were with him. Um, two, the two actors were from Saturday Night Live, uh, John Lovitz and Phil Hartman. Did you know either of those guys? No, I did not. And uh, I did bring up John Lovitz was in Wedding um, Singer, mm-hmm. uh, who played um, one, you know, the, the creepy wedding singer when uh, Robbie was having his meltdown. Uh, now, the other guy, you may not recognize his face, but um, I don't know how much Simpsons you watch, but he also voices some of the characters um, in The Simpsons. Uh, the one that comes off the top of my head is, uh, uh, was it Troy McClure? I don't know. I don't watch the oh, show. Okay. Yeah, so he, he uh, did voices on there, but he was also in a lot of um, uh, a lot of comedies, too, who uh, I, I believe, I, don't, I know he died. I, I forget how... Uh, but anyway, so those were the the other two guys. So they had a lot of Saturday Night Live uh, uh, alums on in this movie. Um, so Mr. Flugelman, uh, basically, because um, because of Lucky being so aggressive and wanting this extra money, he fires them. Right? Says, mm-hmm. you know, get off our lot. You know, return the clothes that you guys are wearing, which were all kind of silly too. So they get kicked off the lot and. Lucky tries to reassure the other guys that everything will be okay, that something always turns up. And then a bicyclist, a messenger, just stops and says, telegram for uh, the three amigos. 
So now, do you think it was fate that brought Carmen and the Three Amigos together? I think it was just convenience. I mean, is it a coincidence, though? Because Carmen says that the Holy Mother will help them, and then the bell rings at the church, and then um, uh, Lucky says that something always turns up, and then all of a sudden a bicyclist pulls up and has a telegram for them. I think... So, just big coincidence. It's just... um director's intuition yeah okay uh so they they read this and they have a little joke about being infamous what does that mean infamous oh dusty (laughs) infamous is is when you're more than famous this man el guapo is not just famous he's infamous a hundred thousand pesos to do a personal appearance with this guy el guapo who is probably the biggest actor to ever come out of mexico wow the infamous Infamous? Um, and I thought this was really funny. So because of that little scene, that really tells you that they're not so bright, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I really like how um, Dusty's like, really? Infamous? You know, and, uh, and it has to be little Ned that tries to explain it, and he's the one who gets it wrong. Uh, so, yeah, these guys, definitely not very bright. And, you know, there's, you know, a lot more that comes later on to, to kind of uh, to show that. Um, so the next scene, we see them go break into the studios. It's probably that same night. And uh, the reason they go break into the studios is to get their clothes back. Now, what did you think of their costumes? Their costumes were a bit silly. I mean, uh, it had like jewelry and a lot of other things all over it. And it just made them look like they were... Um, you know what a show dancers? Yeah, you know what a uh, mariachi band is? Yes, I do. Yeah, so they the, look like the, that. that's that's exactly what it is. So I guess it's you know it's supposed to be funny, uh, is the thing. But uh, that, yeah, that's their costumes that they wear for for any movie that they do uh, about the the amigos. I, I guess I have no thoughts about it. I mean, I, I knew what it was supposed to poke fun at, but I you know I, as a kid I just grew up with it, and I, I really had no thoughts of it. But um, would, you, would you ever wear the suit? No, no. Uh, I'd probably wear the suit, maybe not the hat. Not even if someone paid me a hundred thousand pesos oh. or whatever. Well, you know, maybe for for like a cosplaying or like Halloween, you wouldn't wear it. You know, somebody nope. would be like, "Hey, the three amigos." No, no. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they they get to right out well they get to that that little town that Carmen had visited earlier and they get dropped off right in front of the cantina, um, and well no they, they're not there yet actually it's a it's a German man um, that enters the bar and he's looking for El Guapo. It's a joke. A German man enters the bar. Yeah, I you know that's funny because that's how my notes is too. A German man enters a bar, um, but there's really no punchline to go with that. Uh, he goes straight up to the bartender, says that uh, he's looking for El Guapo, and that he's got something that El Guapo probably would like. Um, and not only that, that he was also expecting uh, some more friends. You know, and it kind of goes a little bit back and forth, and the, uh, he tells the bartender that, you know, don't worry, you will recognize them as soon as you see them, that kind of thing. Um, and... 
you know, he he says you will certainly know them. Um, now, th- I, now this there, there's there's a guy, uh, a bar patron, who keeps shouting at him too. T- you know, telling the German man, you know, he likes his gun and tells him to come sit on his lap. And is that the same guy that was messing with Carmen earlier? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too, but I wasn't I, I wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, the guy keeps harking on this uh, this German man, and uh, the German man ends up shooting him. You know, uh, is it just the one guy that he shoots? I forget. No. I don't think so. I think he shoots some other stuff too because he shoots some other some other guys who are drawing their guns. Yeah, all the guys that are drawing their guns. That's right, because I think he shot somebody. I'm I'm kind of confused with later on too. No, he shot. He just shot a lot of rounds. Okay. All right. So uh, he uh, as as he leaves, he tells um, everybody around you know to show his friends a little bit of courtesy. Uh, and that they are not as kind-hearted as him and leaves. And this is when the amigos show up as this man leaves, and they walk in, and everyone stops, and they stare for the obvious reasons. Uh, three white men wearing mariachi band costumes, they walk into the bar. Uh, and, you know, it's a case of mistaken identity because obviously everyone inside the bar thinks that these guys might be the Germans' friends. Um, and I think it's really funny, too, because Lucky goes up to the bartender. It's like... Um, we're not Mexicans. We're from out of town. <laughs> you know, it's just stating the obvious. Uh, and the uh, the bartender, he goes, oh, excuse me, are you? And gives them the wink. And they go, oh, yes, we are. So they they think that the bartender knows that they're the three amigos, you know. So they they obviously kind of, you know, kind of have a big egos and thinks that uh, everybody knows them. Mm-hmm. But uh, everyone's pretty quiet, uh, just kind of staring still. And the bartender offers them tequila, and you know what tequila is—the mm, very strong alcohol. Yeah, it, yeah, it's alcohol. Um, which, which, funny enough, I mean, I, I, I guess it's not hard to believe that you know around that time tequila wasn't very you know popular in the U.S. So the amigos didn't know what they were, you know, had a shot of it, you know. The bartender told them it's kind of like beer because that's what they ordered. Uh, and they had a pretty funny reaction to it. Did you did you think that was funny? A little it was bit of physical comedy. Very short lived. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because I think Lil Nettie even says that uh, it tasted watered down. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if that was supposed to be funny. I mean, I, I mean, it's supposed to be funny, obviously, but I don't know if he was serious because tequila has a. It's pretty harsh. Um, I wouldn't say tequila tastes watered down, but. Um, uh, I think it was Dusty that says that the bar looks a little grim, so that gives um, Lucky a little idea and tells Dusty to go over to the piano. And then this is where they uh, kind of perform the uh, their little famous scene of uh, My Little Buttercup. My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. Dear little buttercup, won't you stay a while? Come with me where moonbeams paint the sky And you and I might linger in the sweet by and by Dear little buttercup with your eyes so blue You're a dream come true You and I will settle down In a cottage built for two Dear little buttercup I love you Everybody! Ha-ha! 
Venus is my aunt. <laughs> Dear little buttercup, won't you stay out? Quiet, quiet. <laughs> you and I will settle down in a cottage built for two. Dear little buttercup, sweet little buttercup. Now, what'd you think of that, the little dance number? I didn't have too much thoughts on it, just that if I was um, one of them, even if I knew that nothing was up, I would still feel a little bit self-conscious about what was happening around me because it felt like, I mean, you could see the energy in the bar. It's like they would want to shoot you or scared of you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's a a funny song, funny little number, but... the. I don't know. I, I what I thought was funny was how uh, some of the bar patrons they were able to pick up on some of the lyrics, and so when um, the three amigos would go around the bar and point to somebody, that person would fill in, you know, fill in the fill in the blank kind of thing. Uh, but no, it's fine. Uh, after that, they walk outside and they see a plane. That's a Tuppen six hundred one, and uh, there's a little joke about it being a mail plane. I think it's a mail plane. How can you tell? Well, didn't you notice its little balls? The real Germans, they show up, they go inside, and how would you describe the way they're dressed? They're wearing like bowler caps or bowler hats? They are dressed like, um... They kind of reminded me of Bert. Enchantment Under the Sea. What, the the, the performers? The blue suit. Yeah. The, the, wasn't it striped? Wasn't it striped blue and white? Well, I don't care about the stripe. I just mean that it was blue. Uh, well, I I would say their costume kind of reminded me more of Bert's costume from Mary Poppins when they go into the uh, the cartoon land there, you know, you know. But his was red and white stripes. You don't know what I'm talking about. I haven't seen Mary Poppins since mm. I was five. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, they yeah they go in and then it, it's funny because. Since the amigos just left, those bar patrons thought that they were the bad guys, right? So these guys walk in, and then they get, you know... Ridiculed. Ri- thank you. That was a very good word I was looking for earlier. So they get ridiculed, and um, I, I think it's more than one guy, too. They they say, Oh, they shoot many guys down. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, they, they definitely shoot, um, you know, guys up on the, up on the s- second story, and... Uh, and the, the bartender even says the town's getting a little rough that he needs to leave. Uh, Carmen and uh, Rodrigo, they uh, they go greet the amigos. Um, and they both ride back on, or both, uh, they all go back on donkeys, two different donkeys, but three amigos on one large one. Um, they are greeted by Carmen's parents. Which uh, I guess I kind of forgot that it was that, and I don't think you got this 
this part, right? Because you asked me about it. But uh, Carmen's dad, he is started um, he's starting to read off like a like a greetings that he wrote or something. Mm-hmm. And Dusty thought that like uh, he was, he wanted an autograph, so he grabbed the paper and just signed it, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was funny. But uh, I mean, that should have been a clue there that they think they're obviously famous or um, you know or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, but the next scene I do like because they're having lunch with everybody and uh, Chevy Chase, who plays Dusty, he, he's doing um, a pretty funny bit here where he's kind of messing around with a burrito. He can't seem to hold it uh, just right because all the meat's falling out. And then he has a little funny line about, um, do you have anything else other than Mexican food? Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's a poor town, right? And you kind of see they're staying. I don't I don't think they're staying at like kind of any whole hotel or motel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seems like they're staying at Carmen's place and sharing her bed or some someone's bed. Someone's bed. All three of them are are uh, on one large bed. Um, and is this where they start talking about their share of the money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they, all three of them, it's at night. They're laying in bed, and they're talking about what are they going to do with their share of the money. Um, I think, what, Lucky wanted to buy a silver car, and then Dusty wanted to, I think he wanted to um, go on trips and things like that. And they asked Ned, and Ned said he'd open up like an orphanage or something. Yeah, something something good. In yeah, a, a, yeah, good deed. Uh, and then there was, oh, well, of course we'd do that too, you know. But we're just kind of talking about after. Uh, so little Nettie has a has a big heart. Uh, the next day, uh, there's a couple bandits. Uh, they're out in the middle of nowhere, really, and uh, they seem to be out of tequila. And one of them comes up with the idea to go to Santa Poco to to get more. So they plan to go and um, basically, I don't know, rob them. It, it, Apparently, it seems to be a thing that they do there, right? If they're ever low on anything or they're bored, they seem to go terrorize the people there at that village. So, um, we cut to uh, Carmen and some other women. They're doing laundry. And uh, this is where we find out that even the women there think that they're not so bright. Because uh, Carmen is asked, um, which one does she like? And then she says, to, you know, the one the one that is, isn't so smart or something like that. And then the other woman, she replies, and you know, she has a look on her face, and she's like, well, which one is that? You know, because even she thinks that they're all, you know, dumb. Um, but they, they they see that the uh, bandits uh, are coming, and so they go get the amigos, and they warn them. And um, so the amigos now think that they're about to put on a show. Uh, now... The amigos, they get ready, and then they go meet the bandits uh, right outside. So uh, what was it, three three other guys, three other bandits? Mm-hmm. Three okay. three. So they think that they're putting on a show. They uh, Prior to them coming out, I think, well, they, they felt like they hadn't rehearsed yet. And then I think Lucky, he mentions that, oh, well, they've probably done it a million times. And obviously the amigos, they know what they're doing. But when they go out and then they meet... Those bandits, Ned forgets his line. Now, did you think that was like a mistake? Because if they'd done this so many times, how does Ned forget his line? Like, I know Maybe I'm being a little just, nitpicky. Um, fell under the heat of pressure of acting with some people he hasn't ever acted with before, so he forgot his line in the heat of the moment. Yeah, that could be. Just a little bit of a brain fart, I guess. Um, so yeah, they put on the show and then they, you know, shoot up in the air, kind of ride around, um, uh, these bandits on their horses 
and uh, kind of scare them off, you know. And they, they, uh, those bandits, they say that uh, they're going to go warn El Guapo, kind of tell them about these, uh, these guys that are uh, at Santa Poco. And and so we meet El Guapo. Um, what did you think about him? Uh, he wasn't as menacing. Yeah, menacing or as sinister as I thought he would have been. He seemed kind of a little goofy. It reminded me of Ben Kingsley when they said he was Mandarin the first time. Oh. Yeah, but, in but Iron well, Man. but but Mandarin. Okay, disappointing. I, that's the word. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely go with that. Santa, we cut to Santa Poco, and they're having a evening celebration for the three amigos. Uh, I don't know if you caught it, but Ned does the same dance he does in Inner Space, uh, but. You probably didn't catch it because you you didn't you didn't recognize him from that at first. No. Um, Dusty is playing the guitar and Lucky does the rope tricks. Now uh, I read somewhere that Steve Martin actually knew how to do that. I, I guess he used to work at a magic shop when he was younger. Um, uh, did did you did you have any thoughts on any of the celebration? Um, the one thing that uh, that I did find funny was there was one point where um, Dusty was talking to a woman. And she had asked him if he had a girlfriend. She, he said no. And, uh, you know, he said, you know, he's basically too busy, you know, working all the time. And she asked if he's ever kissed a girl. He says yes. And then she asked him if he would kiss her. And he says yes. And he continues playing the guitar. And she's like, what? But well, he, and he says, um, he's like, w- wait, what now? And she goes, oh, well, we can go walk on the beach and then you can kiss me at the, uh, and I should have wrote the word down, but she says some Spanish word that starts with a V. And then Dusty's like, well, the lips would be just fine. Um, and so did you get that joke? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I that obviously went over my head when I was a lot younger. So I thought that one was really funny. Um, the next morning, uh, I guess El Guapo shows up and he brought, well, earlier he said he'd bring like 50 men, but it looked like 20 Um but uh, yeah, El Guapo's back, and uh, he's he's there with his men. Uh, and again, the amigos think that they're uh, putting on another show. Uh, El Guapo tells uh, Jefe to kill uh, one of them, and he shoots Lucky. Um, straight and, through the arm. Was it straight through the arm? I thought it was more of a graze through the arm. Or, you know, a graze. I think it was... Because if it was through the arm, uh, I'd imagine he'd be more in a sling, you know? A graze, he, he should still be able to use it, be, still be mobile with it. I don't know. I mean, if he says, if El Guapo says to kill him, then wouldn't you think he would aim to at least hurt a lot rather than just graze? Yeah, but Lucky was on a horse, you know, so he was moving. Moving targets are a lot harder to hit. So uh, I think it was just a graze on the arm. But, um, yeah, Lucky falls off his horse, and then they kind of stop. The, they basically have a little timeout. And as uh, they're, um, Ned and Dusty are patting him off, that's where they notice that he had, a, uh, he had a wound. And so Lucky goes over to Hefe, looks in his gun, and realizes that the bullets are real. And this is when they have the realization that everything is real, right, at this point. Now, now if that was you, what would ha- you have done? They kind of cowered it out, which I, I thought was, I didn't like the way they played it. You know how they just, you know, start crying and sniffling right then and there. Um, I would have pulled something like, um, 
go down the line and ask to see all of their guns and then keep one gun as they kept going down the line. And then when they were all out of guns, keep the guns. And then I don't know where to go from there. I, I can't imagine El Guapo allowing you to do that with every single guy, though. Yeah, but you you got to remember they were they, he was being amused. You yeah, know, he, he 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 was going along with everything. He was fine with everything that, that he was doing. Because I mean, he he let um, Hefe, right? Hefe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he let Hefe means give boss. Him his gun. Yeah. Well, it was just to look though. But yeah, um, we'll agree to disagree. Uh, El Cuapo tells him that he only kills uh, men, not crying women. Uh, well, I thought that was a funny line. And then the amigos are relieved, <laughs> and then they're kind of they're scared away. Uh, El Guapo is disappointed in the villagers and announces that um, Santa Poco is no longer under his protection, and they basically literally burn the village down, uh, which I thought was actually kind of sad. And they Does ended that up mean Carmen. he was the sheriff of that place? He wasn't the sheriff. He's just a, like a tyrant, you know. Um, basically, as long as they supply him with whatever he needs when he needs it, he would just take care of them. But, yeah, I, I know what you um, – I know what you're asking, but yeah, who would he be protecting them from? I guess um, mm-hmm. th- th- it is a good question, but I don't know. It, I, I think it's to kind of give them a sense of security, but false protection. Yeah, and and obviously Carmen, you know, she sees right through it, right? That's why she went to go seek help to to come help the village. So you know, they're, they're both seeing it different ways. Uh, the three amigos, they return to find that Santa Poco is in ruins, and obviously all the villagers are upset with them. Um, they came back to get their things, but El Guapo has taken everything, um, and that's when they find out that Carmen was also taken. Uh, they are turned away, obviously, by the villagers, and Ned declares that they beat the three amigos for real. You know, he basically says they have nothing to go back to. You know, they'd been fired. Um, everything was taken away from them except for the clothes that they stole back. Uh, <laughs> so they, they side with them, and then they ride off into the sunset. Um, and now it's nighttime. They're, uh, uh, they're, they're camping out for the night, and uh, I guess they got directions uh, to El Guapo's, and they had some really silly instructions, which uh, we'll go by later. Um, and then they sing the song Blue Shadows. Uh, what do you think of that song? I don't remember that song uh it's when dusty starts playing the the guitar and then they had the turtle that talked oh that song yeah. i like that song yeah it was a good cowboy song all the animals around them were singing and everything it was a, it was a good scene it was fun it was a fun scene uh apparently that it was the um, the director's choice to have the talking uh, turtle uh speaking of director i guess steven spielberg actually turned down to direct this to do et so, oh good choice good choice absolutely but I wonder in his hands, could this movie had been like a bigger classic, you know? Maybe, but you know, E.T. is probably one of the most iconic movies there is yeah. to this day. No, I agree. It's one of his best ones of all time. Um, so let's see here. The uh, Oh, my, here's one of my uh, favorite scenes is they're riding through the desert and they're obviously dehydrated. Um, easy to imagine that it's been days... Can it be days, hours. though? It's got to be hours. Yeah, it's you're right. Hours. It can't be days because, I mean, they're not um, – we kind of find out later that El Guapos is not that far, right? So they, mm-hmm. they – I wouldn't be surprised if they got lost for a few hours and then they were finally on track now. Um, 
but they stop to take a water break and uh, Lucky pulls out his canteen and he has a, a couple of drops of water. Uh, Ned pulls out his canteen. He opens it up and like a bunch of sand fall into his face. Well, he, he swallows like a bunch of sand. Uh, Dusty pulls his out and it is completely filled with water. Like, like he rarely drank it probably did, on the whole way there. Did it seem like there was even more water than what the canteen can actually yes, hold? It seemed like it was um, a whole tub in there. Yeah, so he has a few chugs and then he, he just tosses it onto the floor and then the other two look down at it and it's still pouring out water. Just a little bit though, not too much. Yeah, not too much. And then he you know puts on um, some lip balm, sees them staring, and, and he offers the lip balm to them, you know, so idiot right you know he doesn't even offer them the water he just threw away whatever he had left i wonder where they even got the water from yeah probably um santa polka before they left could be uh, i wonder where i don't know if if i'd give them canteens and water too the way they cowered it out on the village though <laughs> maybe they still like they still they're close yeah could be they come across uh the singing bush um and once they find the singing bush, they were to summon the invisible swordsman uh, with some chance, and uh, Dusty accidentally shoots him. What do you think of those instructions? You come to the singing bush to summon the invisible swordsman, you read off some chance, fire a shot in the air. For one thing, there was a grammatical mistake in the whole scene right there. See, it says you will summon the invisible swordsmen, and they will help you fight, but there was only one guy... And they killed him before they even finished the whole chant. Right. So what, but he shouldn't have been summoned until after the chant was made. The chant wasn't made officially because Dusty I, killed him after I, the last I no. think I think they would be able to see him once he finishes it. He He's still there. Well, they would never... It never said if he would turn visible or not. Mm. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. the invisible swordsmen, but there's only one guy, too. Right. Well... It's it's pronounced swordsman though. It's not a swordsman. The subtitles also spelled it swordsman with an E. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Well, that's the subtitles. The you know, it's like a separate company that does that. Yeah, I can I can see the confusion in that. Like, yeah, if you're if you're reading the subtitles as swordsman, you're like, okay, well, one guy was shot. There should have been more, right? Mm -hmm. Is that the way you thought? Well, it also said, you know, you'll summon the invisible swordsmen, and they will help you fight. You know. They? It did they. say they? Oh. It said they. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I I did not catch that, but, I mean, my entire life I've always thought it was just the one guy, and they shot him. So, yeah, they, they shoot the guy, and they, uh, at that point, actually, that's when they see the, the Tuppen 601 again fly over, and they assume that it's going to head over to El Guapo's um, fortress. And, and so they follow it, and uh, sure enough, that's, that's uh, where they ended up. That's just lucky. Yeah, uh, so let's see here. This is where I thought that El Guapo was a little bit scary uh, because the, the, um, the German brings over some rifles, right? And to test out the rifle, um, El Guapo, he sees a man standing on top of uh, the wall from, from afar. He asks Jefe, who's this guy? The guy, or Jefe says uh, his name is Paco. And uh, so he tells Paco to hold up his hat really high, and he shoots the guy. And thinks nothing of it. That wasn't kind of... It wasn't sinister. It was... Because um... it was an accident and he didn't seem to care that he accidentally killed one of his guys when he meant to really shoot the hat. Well, you have 
like 50 other guys. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, let's see. They commenced the celebration of El Guapo's birthday. Uh, did you like the whole plethora scene? Many piñatas? Oh, yes, many! Would you say I have a plethora of piñatas? A what? A plethora. Oh, yes. <laughs> you have a plethora. Jefe, what is a plethora? Why, guapo? Well, you told me I have a plethora. And I just would like to know if you know what a plethora is. I would not like to think that a person would tell someone he has a plethora and find out that that person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. Do you know what plethora means? No, not at all. It, 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 the conversation that they have is basically what it means. Like a plethora means like a, like a, a lot of something. Um, but this is actually where I learned the word. And I think, I think for a lot of people, that's probably where they learned it too was from this movie. Uh, I just thought it was a funny joke. Now, and then they commence with uh, Operation Rescue Carmen. This went on for a lot longer than I remember, you know, the whole time that they spent uh, at El Guapo's. Um, basically, they climb over the walls, uh, and then the three of them, they, sw- uh, they take turns uh, swinging into the fortress, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dusty swings, and he uh, swings right into Carmen's room where she is being held captive. Uh, Ned Ned swings, and his spurs get stuck on some piñatas. Now he's just hanging, you know, in the middle of the air, you know, with uh, he's hung up with piñatas. And then Luck, uh, Lucky he falls down in front like of El Guapo. He doesn't get very far at all. Uh, so he, yeah, he just swung right into the ground. Um, and gets thrown in jail. Uh, Dusty ends up rescuing Carmen, and we find out that they didn't even have a plan because they didn't think that they'd even get in. Um, now, Jefe, he, uh, let's see, there, there's a point where he's presenting El Guapo uh, with a, a birthday gift, and he says that all the guys chipped in, and uh, El Guapo opens up his gift, and it's a sweater. Uh, what do you think of that? That was kind of kind of funny because it showed how stupid he was like there was no one that that would need a sweater in mexico in 1912 because every by the time then it was really hot all the time oh that's the way you saw that yeah okay the way i saw it was they all chipped in to get him a sweater like how much would that cost for all those guys to chip (laughs) in you know what i mean Mm -hmm. let's i mean i don't know what pesos equate to uh, to american dollars but let's say 20 pesos right you know let's just say it's like 20 bucks or something like that well but then again you got to know how much he pays them that's true but even if they all like just gave what one peso each right well no even even then no you're right I don't know. It, it just seemed a little... I, I just thought it was funny because, uh, I mean, it couldn't have cost that much and to say all those guys chipped in, you know. El Guapo, he, he says that he knows his men like his own smell. And this is where we see Dusty. He's out uh, out in disguise with uh, all of his men. And did you find this funny at all? This little... this little. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I'm yeah, about yeah, yeah. I found it funny, but... um. I feel like if he didn't talk as much, he probably would have gotten through it because he kept on talking more and more and more. It it, it wasn't that. It's because of what Dusty said. So he goes, uh, El Guapo goes up to Dusty, and Dusty's like, Jose! You know, that's that's who he says. And, and he goes, well, what, you know, 
basically uh, earlier El Guapo was going to each man and, and naming off things that he has done with this person. Goes up to Jose, who he doesn't recognize, and then uh, he goes, um, uh, rape the horses. <laughs> it did it right off on the women. And so he mixes those up um, just to show, you know, how dumb Dusty really is. And then he's talking about, like, pruning hedges <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as the other things that they do. And so, yeah, that's when Jefe uh, recognizes that, yeah, it's one of the, um, you know, three amigos. And then El Guapo says, well, what, amigos, amigos are just falling out of the sky now. And then Ned drops down uh, onto, like, the table. So did you like that? Yeah, okay, that, that part was pretty convenient. Yeah, and actually you thought it was actually pretty predictable, too. Uh-huh. Um, at at this point, the German recognizes Ned. Apparently, it was a uh, childhood hero of his. Um, uh, I guess he grew up... Uh, well, he says that the uh, cinema was very big in Germany, um, and he it was like a god to him, uh, which Ned finds very flattering. But we come to find that the German had been uh, crushed as a child. You know, to come to find that he uh, was made aware of, you know, trick camera... You know, and things like that. And Ned, you know, was kind of offended. It's like, well, no, I never used trick uh, photography. And so the German, um, you know, says that nobody, it's impossible that anyone can be that, that fast. So he challenges him to a duel. Now, what do you think of this duel? Uh, this duel seemed kind of like an old Western type of duel. You know how they would mm-hmm. end up high noon or something like that or whatever. And they just meet up and people would be watching from the sides to see who can draw faster and no, kill the other person. Yeah, so that's exactly what it was. Um, I just thought it was really funny because um, uh, so they walk down to each end, and Hefe comes and brings him, you know, a big heavy pistol, and he's like, "You want to die with a man's gun, not a sissy gun like this," <laughs> you know. And then so he gives him the gun, and then like, uh, and then he kisses Ned on like both cheeks to like wish him well. Uh, and, yeah, and the gun was like too heavy for for him to uh, even. Uh, even hold so that's where i thought it was a little you know i i thought it was funny you know um, physical comedy that he wasn't able to hold the gun but um, ned does draw the gun faster than the german despite it being so heavy did you have a problem with that or yeah i did, did you... because all of a sudden one moment it's too heavy for him to hold the second it's you can quick draw faster than the german even if the german says he's been practicing for as many years as he's been watching that on the big screen yeah uh so uh, again lucky was in prison earlier which he escapes and uh, so ned shot the german uh at the same point that's when uh lucky shows up now do you have a problem with the amigos being good shooters yes a little bit because they're supposed to be cinema silent movie actors but then all of a sudden they're actually good at shooting yeah i i had that exact same problem too because i I was just thinking about that i was like well i mean i know it's a comedy right it's supposed to be funny um but yeah they they're they seem to be really good shots you know um they uh carmen brings the horses and then they escape back to uh, santa poco uh and they get a head start, too, while El Guapo and his men, they kind of mount up and they go after them. And they get help from an airplane. They do. And I was just about to bring that up because as they are uh, riding off on the horses, I go, well, the Santa Poco is not that far. There is no way that they're going to outrun 
uh, El Guapo, and I completely forgot about this uh, plane scene. They they find the Germans' plane, so not that it was very convenient. I mean, it was there for a reason, obviously, right? Because the German was there, so they fly off uh, onto the plane, and then they get to Santa Poco uh, a lot sooner. So again, we don't know how far it is. We, we're thinking, you know, maybe a couple hours or something. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but they get to uh, the village, um, and they get them to, uh, you know, the villagers to come to terms that they must face El Guapo and defend their town. Um, and then they are asked to put their skills uh, as a community um, into fighting off this man. And they are asked, what is this? Uh, what can this town do best? Uh, and they can sew. What do you think of that? Well, did you have any idea uh, what they might be able to? conjure up just from the skill of sewing it made me think of oz the great and powerful and the people of the giant bubble that they live in said that they can sew and plow and farm and things like that because you know they use those special tricks to defeat the witch and you know in this case i guess el guapo is that witch yeah it's pretty similar i don't think that's where they got it i mean because this is kind of you know, it, it's been done before. I don't think you've seen it, but uh, this is kind of... They got the idea from Seven Samurai, where there are hired samurais that uh, came to, you know, defend a town. Um, I mean, the sewing thing, obviously, isn't part of it, but it's, you know, same thing. You you hire somebody to come help you uh, fight off a bad guy. Um, but we get a brief montage of the villagers sewing as El Guapo and his men are still riding horses. Um, did, did you... Uh, Okay, what about when they were digging the ditch? Did you have an idea what they were doing there? No, I did not. Okay. And, yeah, after the montage, we basically get the finale. Um, so we didn't know what they were actually planning. Did You You had no idea, right? Mm-mm. So El Guapo shows up, and, uh, you know, he he's like, Yoo-hoo! And then, and then the three amigos, they, they, they pop up, and they're shooting from, like, over one of the buildings, and and then all of a sudden, to the right of them, some more, um, some more amigos. They 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 start shooting. So now we get to kind of how would you uh, explain the scene? Like what's going on with all these all these amigos? Well, um, it reminded me of a movie, but I don't know exactly which one. Let's just say it confused the El Guapo and his men to make them scared and everything, and. Um, it was actually a very clever way to get out of the situation. Yeah, so basically El Guapo was seeing like 20, 30, 40, 50 amigos, you know, and, and they just didn't know what it was. And it's it's funny, too. I don't know if you caught this, but almost every time we saw somebody, it looked like one of the three amigos, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. And uh, even at one point, it, it looked like literally two luckies, you know, two guys with gray hair, you know, that was mm-hmm. like, you know, looked like Steve Martin. And it also seemed like... Um Whenever they would shoot, it would actually they would actually have accuracy, so that because they actually killed a few of Oguapo's men. Oh, and not only that, I don't think anyone ever reloaded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so and, and then we come to find that that's what they did. Everyone was sewing the three amigos costumes, and they all. Uh, you, you actually questioned too. Where did they even get the gun? I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah I have no idea. Um, but yeah, everyone gets shot. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, well, El Guapo's uh, men. Yeah, El Guapo's Most men. Of them. Most of them get shot. Uh, a few run off. Hefe gets shot. 
after uh, he says, I'm still here for you. Yeah. Uh, and then El Guapo is on the ground. And, you know, obviously the amigos, they reveal themselves and the villagers. And, and we do get to see that they are the villagers dressed up. Uh, and then El Guapo says, you know, basically, well done, well played, whatever. And uh, he asks Lucky to come closer. You know, he has something to say. And, and he shoots him in the foot. He shoots him in the foot. So do you think it's funny that Lucky's the only one that gets shot? Yeah, I think that was pretty funny. <laughs> Twice. So he's not very lucky, is he? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then immediately El Guapo dies after shooting him. He gets the last laugh, literally. Uh, and yeah, and then the movie ends with them saying farewell. Uh, the only joke I liked was that uh, um, Lucky tells Carmen that he'll he'll be back someday, you know, and she's like, why? <laughs> you know, and he kind of like, well, you know, he, you know, he's telling her like, well, you know, let's... Yeah, I'd like to come see you, that kind of thing. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a, a fun ending. Uh, one thing I didn't ask, what do you think about their salute? It's like the oh, ha man, half yeah. macarena it's, with it's the pelvic weird. thrust. <laughs> uh, would you ever uh, do that with a friend? Like, yeah, probably. Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey let's, let's make this our, our uh, handshake or whatever. Um, yeah, do you, do you have any other thoughts? Uh, that's basically the, the movie. Um no, not really. I mean, uh, if I were to watch probably The Three Stooges, I'd probably compare these two movies, though. Yeah, they, they, they kind of are, uh, kind of like The Three Stooges. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, didn't want to get into it uh, too much earlier. But uh, yeah, this this movie, it um, I didn't think it held up uh, for, for me as a kid. I, I really enjoyed it when I was younger. Um, I mean, some of the scenes seemed really long. I mean, like I mentioned, you know, when they were at El Guapo's Fortress, it definitely seemed that they were there a lot longer than I remember, you know. Um, I think a lot of the jokes are, are still pretty funny. Um, some of them still hold up in that aspect. But as far as watchability, I don't know if I want to, like, oh, hey, you know, I, it's been a while since I watched Three Amigos. Let's watch that again. Um, there, there's a lot of quotes. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of quotes in this movie. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, I just I did not like it as much as I remember. Did I say that right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah uh, so for my rating, I'm gonna give it. Oh gosh, you know, I, I was like, I was leaning between a, like a three seventy five and a four. I was gonna say three seventy five. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I'm, uh, you know, any regular li listener knows that I tend to give it a higher rating than you, so I'm just gonna stick with that and give it a four because I, I still think like some of the jokes work. Um, you know, I, I I played some of the clips from the movie earlier that uh, you know of the things I really enjoyed. We we both liked the songs, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think of the Buttercup song? It is kind of silly, but it's you know, silly, but I still liked it. It was catchy. Yeah, yeah it, it was it was a fun scene. So yeah, I, I think a solid four is still pretty good. But ah, man, I I I want to say I remembered it being like a four and a half or something. Like it was a step down for Coming to America. Mm -hmm. You know, Coming to America, I love like. Everything in that still holds up, except for the style, obviously, because it's it's a little dated. Uh, but all, all those jokes still work. But this one, yes, some of the stuff uh, was kind of dry. You know, some of it I, I didn't find quite funny. But I don't know if let me see. When I read that if Steven Spielberg had done it, um, Ned would have been Robin Williams. What do you think of that? No, because Ned Ned's a small guy. You know, Robin Williams is kind of big. Um... You know, Ned's supposed to be like a the mouse kind of grunt of the group. 
Yeah, I yeah, I, you know, I can't, I can't imagine see, Robin Williams. Being yeah, like, I can't see him playing a small character like that. I mean, and not in size, but like as far as personality, you know, because Ned wasn't quite out there as Robin Williams is. Was was um i don't know i think steve martin still would have been the same because steve martin was one of the writers on this movie too so mm-hmm. i think he would have remained the same but i did see that uh, for the part of dusty bottoms would have been bill murray which i could i could see that um i think any of fool could have been dusty yeah uh but i don't know i i think maybe uh bill murray would have been a better dusty than chevy chase um, I mean, I like Chevy Chase too. I like I like all those guys, but so uh, yeah. Well, we'll just um, leave it at that. There, three seventy five for you, four for me. I I don't think we have anything coming up planned. Um, I know I'm gonna be on a couple of shows coming up, um, but I also got with uh, uh, Chris Mader of War Machine versus War Horse. He'll be coming on our show to do uh, a few of the Police Academy movies with me. Now, those ones you won't be doing because of some of the content in each of those movies. But uh, I know, you know, with school, um, I think the plan is to do four movies with him, the first four, Police Academy. And I think that'd just be uh, a lot to ask from you. You know, so um, so I'm gonna have you take a break on on some of those, and maybe we'll do like um, some 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 mini reviews because those are easier to do and they're a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we'll do some of those. Uh, so it, it may be next month when when you come back on, and then we'll do um, you know go back to some of those older movies. Uh, we did get a uh, a listener request, so maybe we can get uh, get that one done next month, uh, which is uh, is I think it's a rom com too. Uh, is actually one I, I haven't seen. Then we could save that for Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, we, we could probably save it for that. Um, so we didn't get any any new uh, emails or or um, re- reviews, but we did get uh, I think a couple more um, star ratings. So that's that's really appreciated. Uh, appreciated. Um, let's see. So yeah, uh, on if you haven't done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, rate and review on there. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HLF Podcast. You can email email us at hlfpodcast at gmail dot com. And please like our page on Facebook. Uh, try to get up uh, get. I, we, we share some fun stuff on there, so that's that's always kind of nice. I, I share a lot of Back to the Future pictures that I find, you know, fan uh, fan art and things of that nature. Uh, and obviously, by subscribing to iTunes, you'll get our uh, episodes as soon as we upload them. So until the next episode, I'm the infamous Peter. I'm the notorious Phoenix. (laughs) And this is Hydrate Level 4. Arizona moon keeps shining From the desert sky above You know pretty soon That big yellow moon Will light the way back To the one you love Blue on the trail Little cowboy Close your eyes And dream All of the doggies Are in the corral All of your work Is done Just close your eyes 
Bunkhouse now, so 